Get your hands dirty with the Gardening Gang. Saturday mornings at 8 on Coast FM 963. Classic hits at Coast FM 963. It is Saturday morning, the first weekend of spring here for the Gardening Gang today with Pete Little and with Cheryl and Darcy. And Sherilyn is celebrating a very important event this weekend. Many years ago, she had her first child. Is that right, Sherilyn? You had a first child. I know you got two. I have two, and I had my first, first one. one. Was a boy. Mm-hmm. And he was born uh, virtually on the first day of spring. And also. It was Father's Day as well. <laughs> How about that? So well, a big celebration in your household uh, this weekend. Happy birthday, Jared. Jared, who turned out to be a lovely boy. He is. And he's been uh, here watching his mum on various occasions how this program goes together. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lovely fella. Okay, so well done for those Thank two things. You. So spring to you is very, very important, Sherilyn. It is. Because you've got that heartfelt involvement with your family mm-hmm. and also with your Bloody garden. My garden. Well, I thought to myself, <laughs> and being a gardener and a gardener, presenter and journalist, what better day to have your first child than the first day of spring? It's all about starting things off and that's what we're talking about today, Pete. It's all about getting into the garden, getting into the spring feel of things and I know a lot of people start, you know, getting garden curious at this time and there's a few people that listen to us and I hear that they don't listen to us to get gardening advice but for a few chuckles apparently but I'd like them to start gardening and spring's a great time to do it. We've got some experts and some fun people on today to give us a little bit of advice Pete. A whole bunch of experts in fact from here and there and everywhere. Mm. From, they're going to come to us from Victoria, they're going to come to us from the Central Coast yes. with great knowledge about how to improve the all lot in the garden today, and even PL, me, give you some advice about how to grow things at Saratoga. Really? Successfully? Can't well, wait. we do. Hmm. And so stay with us. Coast <laughs> FM, this is The Gardening Gang, being sponsored by Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs. Coast FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy with The Gardening Gang on the first weekend of spring for the year. We've been looking forward to this for weeks to come. We've got Paul on the line from the Narara Valley Nursery. Paul's one of the uh, hot employees there. He's an expert. And he's been, uh, you know, working with customers for the last couple of weeks. Mm. So, Paul, people have been coming in earlier than, like, spring, eh? Mm. Oh, they definitely have. Yeah, look, it's, you know, weather's warmed up late August. It's been really, really busy. Uh, People coming in. Uh, people got heaps of colour in here. People looking for natives, looking for veggies. So yeah, it's been really busy. So, what are the hot items this year that you're looking um, you're looking to sell, mate? Uh, look, we've just had a bit of a revamp here where we've brought a lot of colour in, so people can really colour up their gardens with just the sheer amount of uh, cottage perennial colour we've got in the store at the moment. Well, I tell you what, a lot of people around this time of the year, and I'm sure you'd agree with me, they decide to take up gardening for the first time or maybe jump back into it, Paul. So have you got any tips for these complete newbie or revamping themselves gardeners? That's a really great opportunity this September to prune hedges and trees, get the head trimmer out, uh, get the get the sprayer out and, uh, and and spray a bit of sea salt about. Uh-huh. Uh, Want to be removing any weeds and certainly adding a mulch as it warms up because the mulch a mulch layer just keeps the water in the soil and keeps the plants uh, uh, you know damp, which is what you want this time of year when you know we don't want them drying out. And of course. Yeah, great opportunity to prep the lawn. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, just getting rid of any winter grass. Uh, with certain uh, chemicals and so forth that we sell in here just to uh, mm-hmm. tidy that up. 
Paul, uh, you've uh, given me about 14 solid days of work there. <laughs> no, Back yeah, to I know. Yeah. It's a busy well, time. It's got 30, 30, 31 days, hasn't it? So, yeah. <laughs> chop, chop, get out there. Yeah, you know, but you can have a you can have a break every second day I've on that. Got to go to the account. pub sometimes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't we both? Right. Okay. And what sort of plans do you recommend for beginners? Like, let's go veggies. Which ones would you say? You know, like give these a go first. Well, look, tomatoes are really, really hot in uh, in September. They're they're a fantastic starting plant. They're very easy to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really the season for them, and uh, you know most nurseries around the Central Coast definitely us with a, a huge range of tomatoes in at the moment. Um, yeah, you can't go wrong with them as a starting. You point. can never go wrong with tomatoes, mate. No, you can't, you can't. If you have too many, you can make all sorts of things with them as well. And I tell you what, a lot of beginners don't realise this, but when I come into the garden centres and the, our nurseries, is it okay for us to come and ask you guys some questions? Questions like, do you need a hand? So, hundred percent. Yeah, we're here. We're here to help. Like, actually, ultimately. we're gardening technical questions. A lot of beginners don't realise that, Pete. You and I are used to the fact that these people are so friendly and so helpful. But a lot of beginners sort of go, "Oh, if I, I don't want to disturb them." a shoe them. shop and say, "Can you give me some advice on shoes?" And they said, "No, I can't." I'd say, "Well, why are you working here?" No, they sort of think, well, I don't mean like is this plant. I mean for their particular garden. These are experts. These are people But you would be surprised. It's one of the number one questions people ask me, Pete. It was right up there. They're like, do the people who work in the garden centre, are they going to really help me with personalised advice? I'm like, of course they are. Uh, look, people that work in garden centres, we're a special bunch. We, uh, we're very passionate about our gardens, about our plants, and we uh, we just really want to help anyone that comes through and is looking to get into the garden, either, you know, seasoned people or people for the first time. Uh, that's what we'd like to hear, Paul. Okay. Now, Paulie, uh, if you had uh, somebody who came up to you today and said, Paul, of all the things that you're selling here today, what would I need to really star among my friends, among my peers? What would impress all my friends that I was successful in growing? Well, I guess it depends on what you're looking to do. I mean, if you're looking to plant a hedge, you really can't go past uh, the common hedging plants like buxus, marayas, mm. uh, gardenias, lily pillies, mm. uh, always winners. Uh, if you're looking to colour up the garden, this time of year is fantastic for osteos and argies and, and certainly lavender. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that, if you're looking up to, to colour things up, uh, anything that attracts the bees is really popular at the moment. Um, but also, you know, people are really into native gardens these days with you know, the lower maintenance gardens and, um, and, and, and are really popular at the moment. And they're impressive. You know what? I, that's impressive. If you were growing flannel flowers, for example, I'd be impressed. Especially if it was you, Pete. Uh, well, I wouldn't have any knowledge of this. Uh, <laughs> no, but I if you went to a, a nursery. Understanding how that no. I, got asked, I got asked for flannel flowers only about an hour and a half ago. So maybe... Maybe you're onto something there. I am onto something. Trending. That's well, it. Maybe you started a trend. I don't know. One okay. or the other. I think I might have. I might it's have the Cheryl and Darcy flower of the day, mate. That's why. That's it. That's it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we, can, uh, we can turn anything uh, from a brown to green in 24 hours, Cheryl. Yeah. No, I don't know if it's that quick. <laughs> if, you get into one of our, if you get into one of the nurseries, you, you'll, you'll be surprised. What you'll be you surprised. <laughs> well, uh, listen, I've got to say, uh, Paul, uh, if you're new to Narara Valley Nursery, it's a pleasure to have you on the air today. Yes. And uh, I hope you can, uh, in fact, uh, retain the job. You've got some very competitive people there like uh, What's Hot Vicky well, and what's hot? a few of the others, but they're good buddies. Lauren of and the gardening Rachel. Gang, so. Yeah, see you guys.
You're listening to Coast FM 963. You're home with the Gardening Gang with Pete and Sherilyn. It's spring. Coast FM, Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy. I'm feeling good because Father's Day is on uh, tomorrow. It is. Happy Father's Day. I've got Day. a family coming. We're having a roast chook and all that sort oh, of thing. Oh, lovely. Sounds wonderful. Something from the garden. Now, I've just got to talk about this uh, whole preparation mm. for spring. I know we've got uh, Clara on the line from Permaculture. Yes, we do. But I'm wondering if we're too late. Because spring came early this year. There's, I mean, our garden at uh, Saratoga Heights... Mm-hmm has the most wonderful array of plants and lush. Do I have to do any more to to be ahead of the pack or not? Here's the thing, Pete. Spring, the start of spring, isn't a date on the calendar. Like, really, that's just an indication. I thought it was always going to be just the first day of No, it's around that time. But you're correct when it starts to warm up a bit. And you know who knows more about that than anyone? Clara, who's you said, is on the line. Clara, have you got your calendar set for the uh, 2nd of September? (laughs) <laughs> um, no, no, not at all, Pete. Like like Sherilyn said, you just got to go with the flow. <laughs> okay, so do you think we've been a bit late at Saratoga for our spring gardening because the place is jumping already? There's bees in the air. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, Pete, have you been out to one of our national parks lately? Uh, can't say I have. You should, Pete, because we've got stunning national parks on the central coast. Mm-hmm. I was up at... I was at Summersby the other day having a look at the waterfalls and gazing out onto all the beautiful spring wildflowers. So the, so the wildflowers pre- are out, aren't they? Yeah, the they're out. The wildflowers are out. Yeah. And um, you know what preparation someone had to do for that? Oh, I think maybe someone went through and just gave it a spray or something. <laughs> oh, <Pete>. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not, Pete. This is the beautiful thing about permaculture is we, na- we model natural systems. And so just like just all those joking. beautiful, beautiful spring blooms came up all on their own and all beautiful parks are lush and buzzing with life, no one really had to do much for that to happen. We just have to try and not wreck it. That's, that's the oh, big there's a message not in there from Clara. Uh, She's getting okay. uh, a bit preachy here this morning, I think. Oh, uh, <laughs> look, that's what you bring me on for, Pete, to evangelise everybody to the world of permaculture. Okay, well, help me out. Let's go back to my situation here in Saratoga. We've got this uh, lovely garden. Do I need to do more? Do I need to prepare more well, for the next round? Well, Hermie Pete, you've already <laughs> got a wonderful established permaculture system, don't you? Uh, yes, it's a big watering can. Oh, <laughs> It's called a tank. All right, well, the first thing we need to do is convert you to permaculture and get that permaculture system put in because once you've got a lovely permaculture system, once you've got your guilds, your layered planting, your food forest, just like our native forest, you shouldn't be having to do too much work at all. I didn't. So what we focus on a lot in permaculture is having things that are perennial. Yep. Which means that they stick around. Okay. So instead of having these high intensive annuals that we've got to put in our little rows and reseed every day, you can have a little bit of that, sure. But the bulk of your system should be things that are either perennial or there's something that we call self-seeding annuals. So do you know what a self-seeding well, annual is? Can I uh, give you an example? For example, my yep. wife said, this is not going to be staying in our garden. She ripped it out and I got a bit annoyed. It was a beautiful aloe vera plant. I normally use that when for cuts and scratches and things like that. Right. And she ripped and it out. Well, I got creams for that, but I mean, I know they're not a native plant. Aloe vera probably came from South America or somewhere. 
But it's been t- pulled out, much to my annoyance, but it All does right. look better without it. Does it? But because what about it's getting you? Little, little, little ones growing well, around it. Well, that was self... Becoming bigger, yeah, well, bigger, 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 bigger. this is what Clara is talking about. She's going, well, it's not self-seeding. That one does it with little little offshoots and little propagating Yes, it's self-propagating. Yep. But that's the system. So if something's growing and then it drops its seeds or its little pups or whatever it is, and it keeps going. So that's the system she's talking about. So yes. she probably should have left it. So well, composting is a big part of that too. So how many people have had entire pumpkin vines and tomatoes pop up out of their compost? So me. one of the main things that you can do for your garden in spring is keep up that composting and spread your compost out. And out of that, if you've had a healthy, productive garden, there's a lot of things that are just going to self-seed once you do that. So I don't really plant tomatoes anymore unless there's like a special breed that I'm really interested in trying. My mm. tomatoes just come up out of the ground now. Same with yeah. all my beans Ooh. because I, I just don't, when I have my runner beans, what I do is I eat most, I eat 80% and then I leave 20% sitting there. Mm. And then that 20%, half of it I take for the Permaculture Central Coast Seed Bank. I give that to Jen. Oh, and yes. then the other half of that, I just leave. I leave it there. And then nature does what nature is designed to do. Yep, okay, gotcha. And they'll drop down, and then when they're ready, so I don't have to look at the calendar, Steve, I don't have to look at my watch and go, oh, when are we going to put those in? It will come up when it needs to come up. I know you're a busy person, Clara, because you've got a full-time job, and uh, this prevents you from doing any work basically during the week. So, you you know, you've got time to spend on the weekend then to... Uh, That's right. You know. So the main thing that I'm really doing is I'm giving things a prune. So when I look at my fruit trees and I see that some branches are tangling over each other, late winter I'll prune those down. My very big grapevine needs a hard prune because um, it gets a bit too shrubby mm-hmm. and that can be a bit of a fire risk if you've got too many dry branches around. So mm-hmm. I prune that back hard and then all of the softwood I put into pots and those are going to be available on the edible garden trail if anyone wants oh, there you go, a great vine propagated straight from my garden that'll be available on the edible garden trail as well as like my mulberry prunings things like that and so yeah am i hearing clara that nothing goes in your green bin that's right absolutely nothing goes that's valuable organic matter Look, here's the thing, here's the thing. Uh, what I'm hearing from you, Clara, is that while the rest of the world is running around crazy busy because it's springtime getting ready for their summer crops and getting all that happening and doing all the work, the permaculturists, because they've created a system, don't have to do that. They're That's just it. like, it's all there, no, ready to we, go. We put a bit of, put a bit, do a little bit of pruning, yep. put a bit of organic matter down, make sure your composting is got a good system of recycling mm-hmm. all those nutrients and then I just go up at Summersby and relax by a waterfall there and I go. leave all the other stuff to Pete. Well, Clara? He can mow got... his lawn every couple <laughs> every week if he wants to. Oh, he pays someone. And I've got to find out. a way. That green bin is driving me nuts, I've got to tell you. I've got to find a better way. We have a clock here that's saying we're out of time. Thank you, Clara. <laughs> and uh, happy spring to you and yours. Yes, happy spring, Clara. Thank you so much for joining us today. There's Clara from Narara. She's not Coast from Narara. Well, she lives nearby. <laughs> you're listening to Coast FM 963 and you're at home with the gardening game. I took my troubles down to Madame Ruth of Potion Number 9. 
the searchers love potion number nine. I might need uh, my love potion on our big trip to Canberra <laughs> because it's sold out. It is sold out. You know, the gardening out. gang are heading off to the, uh, what do you call it? The Floriard in Canberra yes. in a couple of weeks' time. Mm-hmm. And we got a call this week from uh, Palmer's, Palmer's mm-hmm. luxury coaches to say, no more plugs, we've sold out. Every right. seat is taken. There were 56 seats, 58 if you count Pete and I, and uh, 56 well, coasties. someone are... indicated you may have to be sitting on my knee no, for the duration I'm not. of the no, tour. Thank you. Well, I'm on your knee, one oh, or the other. I think I'll squash up with the girls <laughs> up the back there. So that's right. Uh, best behaviour on the bus, I believe, Mr Little, you've got some treats for the bus. Yes, we've got treats and we've got prizes and we've got all sorts of fun mm. too on that big journey down to Canberra. Oh, it's a coach, not and, a bus. Uh, yes, uh, that's going to be just so exciting too because I haven't been to Canberra for many, many moons. And uh, Sherilyn, just going with you and the gang sounds absolutely fabulous. And we'll be broadcasting live as well from Floriard that day for, and it'll be an extra long show. Can yes, you after a night on the turps, that'll be fun. <laughs> Coast FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy. It is the gardening gang. First day of spring. Well, first uh, gardening. First gardening gang of spring, yeah. Second day of the month. Mm. I've got a couple of ladies here with us today that uh, I recall talking to last year with the Edible Garden Trail. One is Sandy, one is Anna, and I believe I'm also talking to the uh, patron. You are, that's me, Pete. Kevin Darcy's (laughs) put a hand up. Do you think it's a worthwhile uh, tribute we're giving or not? Oh, we are so stoked to have her as our (laughs) official patron. I see her every week, so it's no big deal to me. (laughs) We are very lucky. (laughs) I love it. And, of course, Pete, remembering that on the weekend of the 22nd of October, the 21st and the 22nd of October, the Central Coast Edible Garden Trail is happening and the gardening gang will be live on the 21st of October from one of the gardens. I don't know who's going to have us this year. I think we should be uh, choosing from a barrel. Do you think? Put your names in and we'll pick out which one is going to be the lucky one. <laughs> but they're going to find some nice little nourishing treats oh, for us too. Oh, that's right. You've got to have I your muffins. last year Sandy tea. looked after us beautifully. She did. She mm. did. Mm. Blueberry muffins. Well, the important... <laughs> <laughs> we're still talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> the important thing is, Pete, of course, tickets went on sale. Now, explain this to me. You have mm-hmm. to have a ticket to go to try these edible gardens out, do you? Is that well, your real Sandy? <laughs> Top one. <laughs> well, yes, tickets are on sale now, uh, and the price of a ticket will get you entrance to around fifty gardens this year, right across the central coast. So, wow! Yeah, and we've got mm, upward of I think we've got fifteen to eighteen new gardens on mm. our books this year too. So really, yeah. Mm. So if you were along next last year, so you, you get to go to every one of the them, same, or you choose. Well, you can. You can choose. You can mm. go onto our website, have a look at the current gardens. Not all of the profiles are up yet because we're still looking people in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, choose the type of garden that you want to look at. You know, one's with similar microclimate to you or you might have a certain system that you're interested in or a certain size garden mm-hmm. that you're interested in and choose the gardens you want to see and um, plot your weekend out. So when it's you buy a ticket, fabulous. you get a description of each one of those gardens, you a little pricey of what they uh, yep. offer. And a map. And, and, and a map. Of course and when map. they're open yes. um, and the tours, a lot of gardens are offering tours of their gardens this year. That was from some of the feedback we got last year. People really wanted to have a, a, a 
a more involved experience in the gardens. They wanted someone to explain what they were looking at and mm-hmm. how the systems work. So that's happening this year. It's just, it's going to be great. A little bird told me that Sheldon Darcy put her name down to be an edible garden, but it was not back. <laughs> oh, that is not true. That is not that true. true. Sherilyn's a bit busy this year uh, getting her diploma of screen and media. That's, that's what, what it is. Say. But uh, she will uh, most likely be part of it next year, everybody. My garden. Oh, okay. Uh, we, can't wait. Yeah, we can broadcast from my garden, Pete, next, uh, <laughs> next year. So How to get these tickets? Uh, so just head to our website. You can just type in ccegt.au. That's mm-hmm. the short way of getting there. Wow, that is really nice and short. Yeah, and you can uh, go to our buy tickets button on there and... Mm-hmm tickets are available now and so the proceeds of these tickets it is not for profit so what happens with that money uh this year what we did with the profits from last year Mm -hmm. is that we donated to a whole lot of community gardens across the coast and then we had a wonderful program put together by sue bradley it was like an outreach program with multiple organizations involved and we had uh, people from with living with a disability, mm. learning about gardening and doing workshops in community gardens all over the coast. Community idea. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah, it's giving back. Yeah. yeah, I'll be in that. Well, I might get some gift to my friends. That's a good idea. Like what a eating. great gift! Yes, they do. What a great gift! And do you are you prepared to uh, share with us um, on the um, tickets, Anna? The price point. Oh, yes. I'm always about price points. Of course. So it's $25 for an adult, 20 really? for a concession, 56 for a family, extra children is just $5. And if you're a member of Permaculture Central Coast, it's a discount as well. So, just so that's a very reasonable price for a day out. Oh, it's a whole yeah, weekend. for 50 well, different gardens weekend. over a weekend. And there's mm-hmm. also, um, we've also got some nurseries on board this year and cafes. So we've got some really exciting things coming up yeah. you'll be able to read about on our website as well Fabulous. Mm. and our social, very exciting. Uh, on our Facebook and Instagram pages as well yeah well we love uh, supporting this particular community event because it is I think last year just a test to how good it's well uh, prepared for and uh, yeah. well organised as they say it was very exciting last yeah, year so it was the first good. one last year so successful back again this year so, so well done let's repeat that date again folks it's, it's the, the 21st and the 22nd of October okay. that's what it is all weekend the Central Coast Edible Garden Trail magnificent jump on that line there and get those tickets so that's CC E for Edible G for Garden T for Trail dot AU and, and thanks, girls, for being part of the gang today. First, oh, thank um, you for having us. The spring so period. Yeah, yeah. Happy We're excited. Spring. <laughs> Coast FM with Pete and Sheldon. Home of the gardening gang. That's it. I don't know where my baby. Nine six three with the gardening gang. Pete and Sheldon here on the uh, second day of spring. Yay! Our first spring day Yay. on the radio. Good morning to what's hot, Vicky, all the way from Narara Valley Nursery. A bit quiet today, Vic. Oh, no. Now I'm starting to roll in. Oh, okay. So all the gardeners are out and about today, huh? Very exciting. It's the beginning of spring, so how cool is that? So we've got a little list of your things around the Central Coast nurseries for the uh, weekend. Have we? What's hot items? Spring-loving people? Yes. Yeah, I've been scouring those social medias and I've come up with a few things. Are you ready? Indeed Mm. we are. Waiting, waiting. Let's start at Haven Garden Centre because it's their 30th birthday and to celebrate they're offering 30% off almost everything in store and yeah. of course some exclusions will apply but what a great way to kick off spring hey mm, 30% off. off wow 30% off that's 
pretty good at the beginning of spring, especially you don't get that much. Mm. And Burbank and Erina Heights have got an extensive range of cacti and succulents, and so do their Mount White store. The Wildflower Meadow Erina Heights have got lovely flannel flowers, which is a, which are starting to bloom everywhere. A lot of people may have noticed. Oh. And Forrester's Beach Garden Centre are in daisy heaven with lots of lovely blooming daisies all over their nursery. I love daisies. I love them. I love it's when you say daisy heaven. I feel like it's just, you know, daisy part heaven. of God's ma- magic. You know it what is. I mean? Okay, yes, now it. I'm just thinking what might be the, um, you know, the, the, the essential oils at Narara Valley today. Well, hot in our garden centre this weekend, it's hard to choose because not only has the nursery been revamped and it's full of spring colour, but in the end, I chose the African daisies as the hot ticket. More daisies. My God, it's daisy heaven. It is. We have almost every variety there ever was. We've got blue-eyed beauty, blueberry flowers, white, rose, pink and deep orange. They're on display and they cannot be missed. So make sure you don't miss out. It cannot be missed. No. Now, what can be missed? Because normally we put the uh, the biggest negative in town this week uh, that might be applying <laughs> to the gardening world. What uh, What do you think this is? Well, could there any be anything not hot about spring? Like, really? No way, Jose. <laughs> so I've just got a friendly reminder, and that's just to get outside, enjoy the weather, and enjoy your garden. Oh, that's, oh and uh... don't forget to come and visit us too. Oh, that's, uh, that's There's a funny so in- segue there. It's so inspiring. So what about now we turn our thoughts to the uh, the Fact or Fib game, which is always a popular feature of uh, mm. this little segment, with uh, Vicky slightly behind, I think, my score. Vicky, mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. you happy to proceed? <laughs> are you taking up the challenge, loser. my dear? Is it a fact I am. or is it a fib? I'm going to reclaim the titles today. Okay, off you go, Sheldon. <laughs> Let's go. So there's lots of spring festivals around the world, tons of them, really exciting ones. So I'm going to put this one to you. There's one in Bosnia. I don't know if either of you have been to Bosnia. Yeah, and Herzegovina there. Mm-hmm. Went there yesterday. Did you? Yeah. Okay, well you might, well it's spring you might have seen this festival. It's called the Festival of Scrambled Eggs and what people do in Bosnia they get up in the morning on the first day of spring and it celebrates mm-hmm. the changing, you know, weather from winter to spring and they put eggs on a very low heat in a big pan. I don't know what sort of pan but a big pan and they cook them very slowly and make scrambled eggs. Everybody eats the scrambled eggs and then afterwards they all jump in the river. I think it's like the Bosnia River or something like that. And this is how they celebrate <laughs> spring. That's it. It's not about gardening. It's about scrambled eggs. Is that a fact or a fib? It would be the greatest and I it's about plants because they do it in the garden. That's right. It's about plants because they do the scrambled... The, it's actually called the Festival of Scrambled Eggs and they cook the eggs in the garden. It is fact, they're not naked food. when they cook the Com- eggs and lay down to uh, test the weather. Apparently that's optional. <laughs> Complete hogwash, I think, Vicky. So I'm going to take the view that Sheldon is spinning a yarn she can't even undo. Yeah, I reckon that we're going to go false, too. That's silly. Yeah, we think it's a, a, really? a, a, okay. a bunch well, of hogwash. Vajara, or otherwise known as the Festival of Scrambled Eggs, is celebrated in the city of Zendkia, and it's by the Bosnian River. And, yep, in the early hours of the morning, the residents all get out. That's true. And it's one, yeah, it's a huge city, and they oh, all get out, and they communally goodness. have scrambled egg breakfast. 
breakfasts in the gardens and that's because the eggs symbolise birth, new life and it's cooked in huge quantities in giant pans in gardens. They proceed to have barbecues, party and they all jump in the Bosna River for the rest of the day signalling the start of the swimming season. I don't think oh, that's going to be a big yeah. attraction to tourists because you can get scrambled eggs anywhere. <laughs> As for but it's, it, it all happens rivers. in the garden, oh. so it's a little bit of a thing. So both okay. wrong. Well, so it's packed. Okay, it's Wiki, we're, we're both eating humble pie today. Yeah, because I think I've got 10 in a row wrong, so <laughs> I quit. Okay, Vicky, that's what's hot. Heard every Saturday morning from Narara Valley Nursery at Coast as, FM. As hot as a pan of scrambled eggs. <laughs> Get your hands dirty with the Gardening Gang. Saturday mornings at 8 on Coast FM 963. Home of the classic hits, Coast FM 963 on the Central Coast. Edison Lighthouse is the band there. A one-hit wonder, Love Grows, where Sherilyn goes. Oh, thank you. Sherilyn, good morning to you. This is the Gardening Gang with it Pete is. and Sherilyn. And Steve's on the sideline here. Thank you, Steve. Right, thanks, Steve. Our tone crier because he's hailing us to do the... Get your hands dirty segment, Sherilyn. That's right, Coasties. Time to get out in the garden, get those gumboots on and uh, maybe get the gloves on or get your hands dirty. First of all, what's on for plant lovers around the Central Coast? Burbank at Saddles at Mount White has a Kokodama workshop today. The Japanese technique of creating beautiful hanging plant sculptures will be yours to explore and to love. It's on from 11am this morning. Bookings are essential, so give Burbank a ring on 43701010. And here's a hint, it'd be a great thing to give Dad. What a cool thing to have, a kokodama as a Japanese hanging plant. Now here's something very important. The long-awaited updating of the Central Coast Community Garden listings and guidelines for creating and running a community garden are now available on the council website. We've all been waiting for years, everybody in community gardening. So if you're lacking space for a garden or you're looking for connections with others who like gardens and gardening, these community gardens are a wonderful place to grow not only produce but community. You can find information on Central Coast Community Gardens or how to organise your own community garden group so you can start a thriving community garden in your area at centralcoast.newsouthwales.gov.au long overdue. Right, in your garden, let's get going. What can you plant this week? All right, Steve. Culinary herbs, artichoke suckers, asparagus crowns, beetroot, broad beans, cabbages, carrots, cress, kohlrabi, lettuce, mustard, onions, parsnip, peas, potatoes, rhubarb crowns, silver beet, African marigolds. Oh, they're all over the nurseries this week. Delphiniums, dianthus, English daisies, so are those. Gypsophila, minuet, Spider flower and status. Well, there you go. A nice little report today from Sherilyn. It is the uh, second day of spring. So many things to grow. I would have thought you'd have a handful more of those things. I thought you'd just be going on forever. It That's is spring. That means we're covering week. up the garden with every bit of rubbish going, I guess. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. This is Coast Evans. <laughs> Thank you, Sherilyn. 12 minutes after 9 o'clock in our gardening gang today, as it is every Saturday morning, is brought to you with the very best wishes of our sponsors, Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs, open all weekend at Wyoming, and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows. Coast FM 963, the station with the classic hits. As Sherilyn pops out of the studio to make us a lovely cup of tea, Doreen, I thought we'd just get privately together here 
Yes. And uh, catch up with what's on the market scene around That's the Central Coast. That's a great idea. I'm sure she will. Now, I mind. know you've been travelling in that beautiful van of yours. I Where have. are you going this weekend? Well, this weekend we are going up to uh, Tunkurry Way. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, right. Uh, and also there's a really nice, nice the caravan there. park there right on the water. So we're going there. And we are also going to Gloucester, a little bit nippy in Gloucester, but I, yes. I know they've got firewood there, so we're going to use our little fire pit. That'll oh. be really nice. Oh, I'd love to tag along. Mm. And uh, I'm ditching the children. It's Father's Day, and we both said, nope, we've got two days off. Sorry. So, um, <laughs> yes, no, the children have gone. Aren't you a I good beg your pardon, wife? What? No, we are going. <laughs> oh, I can be a good wife, but I can also be a bit difficult. He'll be sleeping in the not tent if he's day. not well behaved. Not on Father's oh, Day. Oh, not my no. father. <laughs> Okay, let's uh, get away from that. Could be a domestic blowing <laughs> yes. up here. Uh, time for the market reports here on the uh, Gardening Gang. Now, what have uh, we got today around the Central Coast on the market scene? Okay, Edelong Fresh Food Markets are being held at the Broken Bay Scout Hall on Picnic Parade today and every Saturday between 7 and 1. You'll find fresh fruit and veggies, eggs and deli items on sale. Terrigal Beach Markets are on today between 9 and 3. Support local makers, designers and musicians at the Esplanade on the beautiful foreshore of Terrigal Beach. Mangrove Mountain Markets are being held today between 9 and 3 on the corner of Georgetown's Drive and Bloodtree Road. They specialise in homemade preserves, cakes, crafts and plants. Now, the Morissette Showground Markets, that's a little interesting one. They're actually not on today. They have new operators. Oh, oh, hang on, no, the the birds are still there. Oh, okay, right. So, um, but they have new operators running them, and uh, they're just on hold at the moment until they work out what they're going to do. However, your favourite thing, the poultry auction, will still be on. It probably just started. Began at 15 minutes ago, yeah. Okay. So, that's still there, but um, yes, so there's a little bit of of a change at Morissette. Yes, it's all good. Uh, Unrest. Unrest. <laughs> what was it? A takeover at Morissette? Ooh, oh yeah! My God. Okay. Well, let's now move on to tomorrow. Any controversial markets tomorrow? No, that was my big gossip for the day. <laughs> okay. So um, tomorrow, Lions Terrigal Car Boot Markets are on between six thirty and twelve. It's being held at the Terrigal Lagoon Reserve, corner of Terrigal Drive and Willoughby Road. Great variety of goods on sale, both new and second hand, including plants, books, DVDs, fashion, and homewares. And Tookley Lions Club markets are on near Coles Tookley between 8 and 1. Go along, browse through their stalls and grab a bargain or two. And there's plenty of parking. Gosford City Farmers Market is on tomorrow as well. It's at the showground between 7 and 12. The stalls include local fruit and veggies, free-range eggs and grass-fed meat. Also rustic breads and deli items, international foods and coffee. And I know they've revamped it and there's entertainment and lots of different things there to see. That revamping was a good while ago now. I they know, but they're still talking about changes. So oh, okay. I, I, right. they're working on that fresh one. Yep. Showground. Yes. Now lastly, the Entrance Lions Club charity market is being held again tomorrow between eight thirty and twelve thirty. It's on in the Denning Street car park. Browse through their second hand goods and specialty items. Terrific, Doreen. Well, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy your little journey north. Oh, and, we will. Um, bring us back a bit of sample of what? Uh, there's nothing mm, out there to sample. No, isn't sorry. There? Oh, okay. no, I'm right. sure I'll find something, though. What do you reckon, Sharon? Ooh, I'd like some jam. Oh, you're always eating, aren't you? <laughs> and scones? Bring them all back. Doreen, catch you next week. See you then. With the Gardening Gang here at Coast FM 963. Coast FM, Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy with the Gardening Gang.
Paulie Mack is always a popular feature on our program. Talks about food. It is. Uh, good morning, Paulie. Good, good morning. To see you. Good morning, both of you. Yes, hey, lovely to see you. Hey. Now, under your arm, you seem to have a sack of something. I have it? a small present for you. Really? I, well, I, I was shopping today, and I saw something um, that caught my eye, and I brought it for you, and I'd like you to have a look at it. And uh, okay, and, and have a little nice. chat about. I'm not going to jump out of that packet. <laughs> Okay. What do you think that is? Oh, it looks like a overgrown uh, piece of garlic. But I think wrong I shape. know what it is. I'm not. I'm going to. What is it, this. Sherilyn? I'm going to. I'll tell you why. I feel quite. this. It feels. <clears throat> oh, it's fairly solid. Okay. So I was looking for hmm. two things. I was looking for galangal and I was looking for ginger. Hmm. Because no, I'm working with a, an Asian food brand at the moment to develop a menu for them. Hmm. But this isn't either of them. But this. Took it's not back. ginger. No, no, no it's, it sits in the same I'm put my hand family. Up. Yep. What have is you got? It's a Jerusalem architecture. How do you know that, Because I'm a gardener. <laughs> oh. so I, just, this, these... I wouldn't have had a chance in the world. A Jerusalem artichoke. <laughs> so it looks, I mean, how it looks Paul, a bit like, like ginger. It looks like yeah, uh, Kalangal. It looks like. Um, uh, I'm probably wrong here, speaking to the gardeners. <laughs> Does it look like a daffodil bulb? Oh, it does a little bit, yes. Yes, right? Yes. Um, anyway, so this reminded me of when I was a very, very young chef, when I was 17 or 18, started out in this beautiful French classic um, restaurant, and we would make Jerusalem artichoke soup. And I don't know if you've ever eaten them, but they taste a little bit like celeriac. It's a bit kind of musky. Mm. It's um, a bit truffly. Mm. And it's very warming. It's kind of a hug, a hugging vegetable or a rhizome or a root. And we would make litres and litres of this beautiful soup. And it reminded me, it's such a pain in the bum to work with because you have to peel every single piece of skin off. Oh, okay. But so you just so, go and pound it up and throw it in? No, you can't, no. Mm. But it's so worth it. So does the soup come out like a clear soup? No, it's a cream soup. It's like okay. a... Uh, like a uh, a vichyssoise or a potato okay. or, a, yeah. or a, um, you know, it's a puree soup. Do you yeah. see these often in Australia, Cheryl? I've not seen those on a restaurant menu for a while. Not, not often, no. Yeah. No, we were looking, today I was I was surprised to see them, like mm. an old friend. Artichoke soup. Jerusalem artichoke, not ah, to be confused okay. with globe artichoke, which okay. is a whole different ballgame. That's, yeah, totally different. So which is these a flower, are- isn't it? Yes, it is. It actually is a flower. And a lot of gardeners like growing the globe artichoke just for that big purple flower. It looks like a giant thistle. So that's, and yeah. that's the part that you eat as well. Very popular in Mediterranean yeah, dishes. Right. And you dip sort of the end of the leaf mm-hmm. into a vinaigrette or a, a Bernays mm-hmm. or a, some kind of sauce. And then you scrape it on your teeth. It's like eating crab. Quite sensual. Like what? <laughs> it's like eating crab. Like yeah, crackles. yeah. No. You, you don't see them in the tuck shop at school. No. no. And you kids. see them sort of, they also, they, they preserve them in oil as well and a lot of things. So it's yeah. a, a bit of that sort of thing. As, I, you, I, um, as you get towards the centre, the heart, it gets, mm. so you'll have to peel off most of the outer leaves. Mm-hmm. And the heart is, uh, you can buy globe artichoke hearts in cans from yep. Italy, I think. And they're quite soft. So I'm hearing the word globe artichoke as well as Jerusalem artichoke. Two completely different species. Completely. Not even related no, the Jerusalem artichoke. That one isn't from Jerusalem. It's actually a, it's actually a Native American food. That's what it oh. is. It's from the Americas. But it's beautiful. If you ever get the chance and you're in the store, buy 
you know, a big handful of these Jerusalem artichokes, some onions, some garlic, mm -hmm. some um, maybe some chicken stock if you've if you have some in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Other than this delicious soup, what else could we use them for? Jeepers. Well, you can use them for anything you would use a potato for. Ah. But they're not as readily available or quite as cheap as the potato. Chips? Yep. You can fry them. Artichoke sure. chips. <clears throat> Never seen them anywhere like that, but... Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should, though, remember. <laughs> That's good, good yes. life advice. Oh, dear. Uh, I tell you what, we've got plenty of ideas coming our way every Saturday morning mm. uh, because, and Paul, you've got that sort of skill. You can probably take uh, what's in, the, in anyone's standard pantry, like some of those TV chefs, they probably cheat, but, uh, and just make something out of something, you know, that's lying around, I guess, you know, whether it's artichokes or whether it's... Yeah, uh, look, you know, that's... that's um, I don't skill. know if I've. I guess. I guess so. But I like to stand in front of the fridge, and when the family said to me, "There's nothing to eat," I was oh, like, "You'll say yes, there yes, is. there is." And the closing question today: last meal, like the last will oh, and testament, last wow. meal you're about to go before the firing squad. What oh, would it be? Dramatic. Wow. Probably something that would take an awful long time to cook. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't, I don't, it's favourite meal. Favorite oh, look, food. that's it. That's like saying which one of your kids do you love the most. One that I really loved, and for me it's about food memories. My first days as a, as a proper chef in a proper restaurant with a proper hat and, you know, starched whites. Mm -hmm. Our staff meal was some leftovers from the menu, and it was a steamed piece of turbot, some Jersey Royals, uh, probably some asparagus mm -hmm. and some uh, Bernays, and I thought I'd hit the jackpot. Is that a fish? It is. It's, it's a big uh, North Atlantic flatfish. Looks... Imagine a manta ray-sized fish. Whoa. Um, and it's big and meaty, and you cook it on the bone. And gamey. But we used to steam it really simply on the bone with some Jersey rolls, which are beautiful potatoes. <laughs> oh, It's like a little it? new potato, but it's creamy. Oh. And we used to dip it into the, whole, the leftover hollandaise, oh, which you can't make anymore either, which is... No. Stop it, stop, stop it, it, stop it. We're so hungry. Next week we'll ask what uh, Sherilyn's <laughs> number one choice would be okay. in the event. It was her last one to have. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Good, Good to see you. You're welcome. Yeah. Lovely. Thanks for having Thanks, me. Paulie. Paulie Mack, our on-station chef here at Coast FM's Gardening Gang. Sunny day coming our way today for the second of spring and Father's Day tomorrow. Sunshine is following, of course, a lovely day for Father's Day. 20 degrees expected for the Central Coast. Had a call from a lady called Gloria from the entrance, Sherilyn, while uh, that song was playing and you'd popped out to get me a beautiful cup of tea. Thank you so much. Pleasure. And she said, is it appropriate to give flowers to your dad on Father's Day? And I went, oh, Sherilyn may well be able to answer that. She's got plenty of fathers. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Truth is, I do. Uh, uh, Pete, well, here, I'll ask you, would you like to receive flowers? Well, in my younger days, no. Mm -hmm. um, but I do like flowers provided there's a nice box of chocolates that go with it because I love me chockies. Okay. <laughs> Right. So is that what you'd prefer for Father's Day? Anyone listening from the little household? And Here we go. a uh, litre of bourbon. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that would make my day. And would my it? son's coming down today with oh, his glorious okay. family and that may well be what he's chosen for his good old dad. Could be. All right. What's his phone number? I'll just give him a hint, hint for <laughs> you flowers, there. do they count on Father's oh, Day? Of course they do. You know what I would say? What would you give him? I would particularly say if it's in a pot.
out and you could go and plant them in the garden. That's what I think would be really nice. Even if Dad wasn't a gardener? Look, if he wasn't a gardener, I would probably give him a good book. That's it. That's what I sort of rely on. And, you know, there's there are the good old gift cards. You can you can sort of fall back Socks on that as undies, well. Yeah. Socks and undies, gift cards, those <laughs> sorts of things. I think time and being nice to your dad, that's what counts. Time is probably the most important. It is. And I've got a nice song coming up for dads and just a tick from Madonna. Dad dessert. Pete Little and is Cheryl and Darcy as well by my side this morning mm. still? What, three and a half years of this, have we? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Now, somebody who's also been with us for quite a long time on the Garden Gang is Tanya Middleton. Yes. She is our pet vet nurse. And because it is the first weekend of spring, we're going to bore you all with uh, spring fever with animals. Is that right? Yes, uh, more spring all day <laughs> on Coast FM. More Let's do it. More spring more often. But, Hello. <laughs> with spring in the air, Tanya... I don't know if you suffer from hay fever. I don't. My wife does. But what about your pet? Uh, my pet doesn't, but there are a lot of pets out there that do suffer from allergies. Mm. And they can definitely be environmental. So, yeah, look, with spring in the air, something that we do need to take, we do need to consider for our pets. So, hay, is hay fever one of these uh, conditions that might uh, affect the pet? Look, they can get. It's not hay fever as such. But yeah, look, they, they can definitely get sneezy. Um, more so it's um, skin allergies that affect them uh, when it comes to environmental changes. Oh. And, and yeah, look, they can, skin allergies can be caused from um, pollen or grass seeds, mm-hmm. anything that, that changes from the environment. And it's definitely prevalent, more prevalent in, in the springtime. Well, but before we go any further, do actually animals sneeze? It just struck me. I don't think... Sailor does. Does really sneeze? Oh, he for like... You know what? I get, you know what? He doesn't... Sailor doesn't like certain perfumes that I wear. A chew? He he goes. He actually screws his face up, and he's a boxer. So uh, you know. Oh, so if you're listening okay. to this, he has this screwed up face, and then he goes, and he does that sort of noise, and then he sneezes. Yes. So can you give me <laughs> a, an impression yes. of how your cat sneezes? Can you give me a little <laughs> voice cut there? Is it like a oh, chew or much, much cuter than that? Much cuter than that. Go on, do oh, it again for no, me. No, look, they definitely, they definitely sneeze. Most animals. All animals would sneeze because it's just um, expressing, you know, just anything from their nostrils. Um, You know, anything that shouldn't shouldn't be there. You know, so yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, Pete. That's enough. Yeah, yeah. No, they definitely, they definitely do. um, They definitely do sneeze. And you know, some sometimes dust mites can make them sneeze. Oh, it's just like humans, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, in in relation to to spring, um, just like humans, like I say, putting putting pollens in the air or um, you know, all different sorts of things can can bring on yeah, bushfire on, smoke, yeah. all that sort of thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Look, if 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 they're um, breathing anything in that shouldn't shouldn't be there, yeah, sneezing is the body's defence of getting it out. Sneezing or ah, coughing. So it's a clearance mm. mechanism mm. that helps yes. you clear those uh, passages, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Those moist passages. Okay. Now, uh, is there a Demerson for dogs? Is there an equivalent of Demerson for what, dogs? What, like a spray to spray yeah, up their nose? Yeah, can you spray them up or you throw them a tablet? <laughs> Sudafed. 
Sudafed, that's it, that works. <laughs> no, look, don't give them Sudafed, but there's definitely tablets, like, you know, allergy tablets you can give to your your oh. animals. Yep. Um, human you know, ones? Check- no, not human oh, ones, Peach. He said dog ones. Out. No, it's not a cheap one. Always check with your vet. Always mm. check with your vet. Um, or Tanya. Like I say, usually, usually it is um, skin allergies uh-huh. or, um, you know, uh, swelling. Mm-hmm. Swelling is, is a type of allergy or a type of allergic reaction, particularly to things like bees. Oh, um, you know, yes. These things, these things are, you know, there's a, there's definitely going to be more bees around, which is great. We love our bees. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if your animal does have a reaction to a bee sting, um, try and find a stinger if you can. Mm-hmm. But definitely get up to your local vet if there is any swelling, um, mm-hmm. particularly of their face. Because um, they eat them. That's what dogs do. I don't know if cats do it. I've, that, all my dogs have done that. Is it an antidote they, or just they eat, they eat the bee and then the bee stings them in the mouth. It's happened oh, to me okay, so many so times. Okay. It's like, yeah, do cats yeah, do that or are they too common. smart? Yeah, well, it doesn't happen smart. that often with cats. Cats, mm-hmm. yeah, cats. Although cats are, you know, they are hunters. Mm-hmm. Um, but cats don't seem to react the way dogs do. Definitely go down to your local vet because some some um, some animals can have go into a full anaphylaxis like oh, a human, mm. so it can actually be life threatening. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a good idea to get down to your local vet straight away. They can give them some medicine. So sure what we're okay. saying is that spring is a useless time for pets. Is it? <laughs> it's a challenging time. Small <laughs> percentage of ah, animals. Okay. Just, and also the skin thing I've had, yeah, with the grass when they roll in the grass. Oh my goodness! So yeah. is there anything other than medication we can do for those sort of irritated skin? You know, it doesn't. To me, it doesn't look like something I need to rush off to the vet for. Look, okay. It might get a little red tummy. It might go away yeah you know um but if it does if it doesn't go away no. I, I would suggest going oh yeah going yeah, yeah. This, is, yeah. this is uh yeah. not diy pet betting well i'm gonna end the segment today seeing we've uh, got off on a good note for spring we have with a little thing called uh tanya's true or false ah tanya you've been to south africa seen all the uh, animals in that part of the world haven't you mm. have you been to africa Cheryl? no i haven't you've all heard of a giraffe have you not I have. True or false? Ooh. A giraffe's tongue is about a half a metre long. Mm-hmm. True or false? True or false? I said true. I'm going to say false. Okay. Yes, the average uh, giraffe tongue, and they can, in fact, clean their own ears oh. with their tongue. <laughs> 53 centimetres oh, is the average tongue length of a giraffe. <laughs> and Tanya has won Tanya's true or false. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Tan. Well done. All right. Uh, Coast FM, we like talking to Tanya. She's so knowledgeable. She isn't is she? our okay. pet pet nurse. <laughs> I'm the Gardening Gang every Saturday morning. Thanks, Tan. Thanks, guys. She's cacking us over there. Coast FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy this morning. It's the Gardening Gang on this uh, very first uh, weekend of spring. Lachlan McDonald joins us as he does every week. We talk real estate. Good morning to you, Lachlan. Good morning. Is love in the air at uh, Ray White McDonald Partners? <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, the market certainly sprung. There's plenty of uh, spring activity already, which oh, is great. That's good to hear. Now, some years ago, a TV show launched that uh, famous quote, in real estate, there's only three words, location, location, location. Now, you're saying things are buzzing beautifully like the bees at this time of year? 
Is location, location, location the still the hot terminology? Because I've got a couple of theories about this. I think it should be, is our property affordable, affordable, affordable? What are your <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> well, Pete, I, I reckon you're right, you're, you're right there. Um, there. There's more to consider. Ultimately, location is one of the key considerations. But what we've actually seen is more of a move towards um, what the home offers and the home environment. Um, COVID, as we've talked about before, has driven people to really think about what the inside of their property is like. Okay. You know, what, what yeah. does being at home feel like? You know, what kind of spaces do we have, different spaces? So I would actually wager that for a lot of people since, since COVID, the trend has continued to be a little bit of location, but then a lot of space. People seem to be wanting to get big family home and they're willing to trade a little bit of distance away from some of the conveniences to get the right home. So you're saying to me that uh, the size of the actual backyard is not the big factor now. It was several years ago. Uh, it's more the size of the house rather than the backyard. There's a bit of both, Pete. Um, I mean, sort of more what you have at home, whether it might be, you know, pick your poison. It might be a really nice entertaining space that you're after. You might be after separate offices for, you know, yourself and your partner. Yep. You might be after, you know, a triple car garage. But all of these things have really become very, very important to a lot of people. And certainly it is for buyers when they come into the coast because often when we talk to Sydney buyers, especially moving here, the key thing is they want to get something in terms of the home that they can't get where they're coming uh, from. Ah, gotcha. Okay. So they want more bang for their real estate buck. That's it. That's it. So, yeah, no, location's still really important. Very, very important. But I think it's more now proximity to attractions while still having a really good home, a big home, or, you know, maybe at least the features they want as opposed to people trading absolutely everything just to be in a certain position. Well, I raise the uh, prospect of affordable, affordable, affordable. That may well only apply, help me out on this one here, to uh, first home buyers, for example, because they're obviously looking at something that they're going to be able to uh, afford and to pay off. Mostly for first home buyers, it's what can we get with what we have to spend. And that's fair enough. Exactly. They're, they're looking to, to get into the market and they're looking to get the most that they can and get the best lifestyle and the best property they can for what they have to spend. So, yeah, I think you're right there, Pete. Affordable, affordable, affordable is definitely uh, a big thing for some people. But ultimately, hey, if you've been in the market for a long time, you've got the cash to splash, well, location is going to be everything for you in the, in the end because if you have the money, you can get everything you want in whatever location you want. So unless you have an unlimited budget, it's always about compromise. Well, there you have it. It's not so much location, 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 depending on your age group. Okay, Lachlan, we've learned a lot today. Thank you for your time and we'll catch you next week. Have a nice weekend and welcome to spring. Thanks, guys. Big weekend coming up here.